Guts and Gore podcast does not cater to spoiler alerts. So if you uncultured swine haven't seen the film we're about to review and don't want it spoiled, then we advise you to kindly f*** off and save this episode for another time. It's trend, Molly. It's trend. We gotta fucking do it. Guys... Goals. No. <laughs> Goal. Goal. Goals. It's go- not goals. We do have some goals here on the what, show. It, <laughs> what do you make? What do you? What kind of? What's like a pasta meal that you make? <laughs> that you talked about making earlier today. Goulash. Yep. So it's a ghoul. Goulash. Ghoul. Goulash. Same ghoul. pronunciation. Okay. Guys, ghouls, and ghosts. Welcome to the Cuts and Gore podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, co-host as always, Coleman McAllister, and we have our co- other co-host here, Molly, here to review some gory fucking shit. We have yet to figure out the intro for this show, but we're trying. We're here. We're improvising. Molly, how are you doing on this bloody Sunday here today? Great. <laughs> Ghouly great? No. Fantastic. No. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your day? Like a five. <laughs> Some of us have to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so. I'm looking out these next couple or wolf shit next four weeks. You well, want my... any Mondays? No, 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 no. Not for Monday specifically, oh. but like just not having a full work week. Yeah. Anyways, we don't need to talk about the, that here today because the movie we're reviewing, um, it's it's a I think it's something that has been a favorite for both of us. Um, like I didn't necessarily discover it when we were dating, but it's just something that I think. Well, I mean, in general, I think probably most horror people fuck with this movie. I mean, every, most people who consider themselves horror lovers have probably seen this. You'd think, right? I mean, Ari yeah. Aster's like, I mean, he, in, in my opinion, Ari Aster, he's like like the stanley kubrick for our generation of, of this decade anyways i mean in terms of how powerful his films are and how um artistic it all is it's really i mean i don't think that he's a shit director i thought he was a good one <laughs> the shining's coming up people we're gonna do it we're gonna do it at some point but ladies and gentlemen the movie today um that we're doing from 2018 it is hereditary This film was written, directed by Ari Aster, produced by Kevin Fra- Kevin Frakes, Lars Kunston. Knudsen? How do you do Knudsen? Knudsen? Is it? K N U D S E N. It might be Knudsen, Knudsen. I knew a Knudsen, but it was with a T. Yes. Anyways, uh, and then Buddy, whoever that is. <laughs> and then Buddy Patrick were the producers, um, starring Tony Collette, Alex Wolf, Millie Shapiro, and Dowd. And Gabriel Byrne. Um, basically, in Hereditary, a family is struck with tragedy when the matriarch Ellen passes away, leaving her daughter Annie emotionally scarred. As Annie develops into her eccentric mother's secretive past, supernatural occurrences begin to haunt the family. Annie's son, Peter, and daughter, Charlie. W- a weird name for a girl, right? Or no? No. No? Okay. Also fall victim to the sinister forces that Ellen seems to have brought upon them. As the family's sanity unravels, 
Annie becomes convinced that her bloodline is cursed, and she must uncover the truth to save her loved ones. Hereditary is a chilling and psychological horror film that explores the darkness that lies within inherited family trauma. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is quite the film. Uh, really, the, uh, the first time I watched it, I was um, I was with my ex ex brother in law. Yes, my ex brother in law. We were we both watched this for the first time, and we actually watched it like a week before Midsummer came out. Another movie I'll do a review on. Um, and I just remember it being like chilling and just to the bone. The imagery just being stark and beautiful. And yeah, I don't know. What was the first time you watched this? I saw it in theaters. Oh, for real? Okay, my, just my ex and I went because okay. I thought it. I thought the trailers looked super creepy, mm-hmm. and uh, we went and it was like the first time i watched it it was kind of slow at first and i was like what like nothing's really happening and then then it just kind of all hit the fan at once yeah that, <laughs> it was I'm, just like oh yeah that is kind of the weird thing about this movie that we'll get i mean we'll get into it later i'm sure but like it the plot really does just kind of it's it's a slow it's kind of a slow drive, but it's like dark and interesting enough to keep you engaged. And then, kind of the last thir- 20, 30 minutes is really when it starts to just get out of the control, off the rails. Um, yeah, but you liked it the first time you watched it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really surprising. Um, yeah, the whole head scene coming <laughs> off like really like shocked me, and was like they they showed that and. Yeah, they really just didn't give. It's crank. It's kind of crazy. It just really see. It's it was a real rule breaking film. I think on a lot of levels, and I think that was one of them. Kind of like just that, and you kind of just see that in the newer films, um, you know, in recent. Which I don't really know how I feel about it, but like, like kill the killing. I guess how old was Charlie? Was Charlie thirteen? Mm, I don't know. Twelve, thirteen, or maybe Something a little like younger. That. I mean, still, I mean, even that, it's, it's grisly to, like, see them just, like, kill off a teenager, like, in that crazy of a manner. Yeah. Well, like, one of the rules is, like, not killing kids, or not even not killing kids, but not showing dead kids. Yeah. And so, like, there's two movies I can think of off the top of my head that, like, show that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I don't want to say I think it's great. I think it's great they show dead kids. But. <laughs> no. It's, it throws you off and it's surprising. Yeah. Because you don't expect it to happen. And it's like, oh, no, yep, there it is. It's new. I mean, it's him just like crossing a new barrier, right? It's like, because I mean, that's, that's the whole catalyst to horror. I mean, throughout the ages is like, um, you know, like how the exorcists cause riots in the street, you know, like there, there are just times where a horror film just pushed the line and boundaries. And at the time it's fucking crazy, but you look back and you're like, no, this is actually a really effective, um, method. I think hereditary does a really good job with that. Um, yeah. So I think some, some fun facts that I found, uh, kind of just looking through, uh, researching about this, um, so Astor's previous work, a short film that we both watched, uh the strange thing about the johnsons Mm -hmm. which is just a weird movie where um the son is in love with his father and (laughs) it gets it gets grisly and it's just weird and bizarre the whole time like the movie opens with like the father walking in on him masturbating 
and then they have this whole talk and they're they're uh you know wor- working through the whole thing and then at the end it's revealed that he's jerking off to a picture of his father yeah well like the whole time it's like seeming that like the dad is possibly abusing him or like the dad's like a, a perpetrator but it like then it ends up the dad's the victim Mm-hmm. that's really because he like he is like super i can't even remember but i know he's like he's basically forcing his dad to do things against his will <laughs> yeah it's it's a fuck that, you can go watch that on youtube for free um i i recommend it's it's it cuts to the core and it's like it's gut churning and it's it's very uncomfortable very uncomfortable subject matter but that but that was the film that attracted the attention of may 24 um which greenlit his first film and the filming took place in utah actually of 2017 um which most of the indoor scenes were shot on a custom-built set on a soundstage to give it the film a dollhouse aesthetic and i mean that's something that i mean is from the very beginning is like a very common theme in the film is like because the main character uh what's her name annie (laughs) yes annie um the main character annie is uh her profession is an artist who um creates uh Miniatures. miniatures like um like very realistic very creepy looking not even really creepy looking but like they're really well done really but like accurate very accurate yes which gives it a creepy aesthetic um but like this is her like this is her whole profession and like there's actually opening scene in the movie where um the dollhouse and the scene the bedroom of the sun like perfectly blend together and like I, watching it again i was trying to find the point where it switches but you can't tell like it it literally looks like the same the whole time i don't know uh <laughs> what are your, what are your thoughs what are, you, what are your thoughts on that are, are you were um, you impressed by any of that <laughs> or you're just like fuck i mean Coleman, yeah shut the fuck up no i i do think it's a cool way to enter the movie and it just makes it makes me feel like the whole movie's in that like in the miniatures mm. like because then it never like zooms back out so it's like almost feels like the whole like the whole thing's taking place of house but yeah because yeah. um and we're jumping way ahead here but the end um shot is like actually like a dollhouse scene like when it cuts out, it's like it's like. But I think it. They actually look like dolls in that one. I can't remember. Like the the very last shot is like a dollhouse reenactment of what's going on. Oh, gotcha. It cuts that. And it cuts black, and then mm-hmm. and cuts. Um, but anyways, uh, so Aster here's another interesting um anecdote I found for this. Aster said that during filming, um, Alex Wolf told me not to say the name of William Shakespeare's Scotch play out loud because of some superstitious theater le- superstitious theater legend um i smugly announced the name and then one of our lights burst during the shooting of the following scene so i thought that was kind of funny just a little creepy thing like there, there mm-hmm. are stories about that and i hope to do this movie later um the exorcist um there's stories about like really weird creepy satanic not even satanic but just spooky things like happening on set of that film like it's kind of weird when you're doing a, a horror film. When I shot my horror film, nothing like that happened, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that theater people cool. are weird, so. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> it's like a whole other breed of person. Yeah, for all we know, he timed that out, right? He, like, said that, and then he just, like, brought a rock, and he's like, <laughs> break this light. 
Um, the movie had a total worldwide gross of eighty-two point eight million against a pr- production budget of ten million dollars. That's a eight and a half, almost no, not quite eight and a half uh, times the increase in their f- production, which is crazy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Technical shit. <laughs> Technical shit. <laughs> um. But yeah, no. I mean, this is this is it's just a good film. It's a um, and we're gonna dive into a review. Right? <laughs> it's a bumpy ride, people. Bumpy ride. You're um, doing great today. Thank you, thank you. It's because of the hat. <laughs> that the the hat of Jackson Brown is sucking out the life out of me. Yep. Like uh, like uh, the spirit in this movie. Um, Mary fuck kill. What's your what's your uh? Yeah, anything. It's hard. It's hard in this film, I will say. Um Mary the the husband. Yes. Because I, I, he, said the, I said the same. He's the best <laughs> he's the best character. He's a genuinely good person. I would jump the fence for Steve. Yes. <laughs> he never like he all he wants to do is just keep his family together. And he like usually like I feel like usually, like the dad character or like the character, like the supporting partner, there's mm-hmm. like some sort of like, well, he's doing some kind of shitty things too, but but he's not. <laughs> like the shittiest thing that he did in the movie was that he didn't tell his wife that her mom's body yeah. got dug up, which was probably the right call. So I won't have said anything any either. Yeah, well, or like even, I don't know. Here's kind of something that I, I'm pulling out right now. Do you think that um, there's something like almost uh, bad about the fact that he's just like complacent in that relationship? Like, I don't know. Like if, because this is revealed later in the film that like uh, there was once an instance where the wife, was it he doused, she doused the son with kerosene. He didn't know. Yeah, but like what was he supposed to do? He was asleep. Yeah, I get, I get that, but, like, I don't know. There's just something to that, like, if you're in a relationship and that something like that happens, like, some serious concerns of, like, uh, the safety of my son and myself, like, sh- is it really... Well, they don't talk about if that anything happened because of that, but I'm pretty sure they took precautions at that point, whether that's sure. locking the doors or yeah, something. Something like that. She got treatment because she said she stopped doing it. Yeah, but like, so. but like, I guess, I guess that there was a point where he was finally like, okay, we're leaving. Yeah, but I feel like that maybe should have happened like before that point. Before that point, maybe he's like, okay, maybe we should. It's hard because it is difficult when you're in it. Grief, also. Yes, and that is something that this movie beautifully illustrates. Is like, like it's like the very opening shot just you know sets the whole thing in motion. It's the um obituary of the grandma who's just died and like you know throughout the film you know um the the daughter charlie dies halfway through in a shocking like bizarre her head being cut off in a drive-by and then the dad eventually dies and the, the mom dies later freakishly yeah <laughs> yeah that whole thing um who are you fucking Peter, if he was a legal age. See, okay. the <laughs> yeah, thing the, is, the thing is, he's like he's like our age, basically. So yeah, he might well, be a little bit so I us. said Bridget. 
That's, Who the fuck is Bridget? That's the, that, Are you kidding me? Are you doing this again? No, Random I'm not. ass side, like, oh, this person. No, <laughs> that was the chick that who um he smoked weed with, who he saw at the party that's ah, in his class. Fine. She's a pretty main character. Like, a pretty, not a, no. Pretty main of a character. No. And a pretty main character. <laughs> Shut up. No. But. That was my, but like the same issue, right? Yeah. Only if they're 18. If they're yeah. under 18, then. But the actors are for sure 18. So I figured mm-hmm. that it's... That's kind of the weird line in movies, right? They play people younger and be like, oh, but like beneath But that's, the- why they, that's why they do that. Yeah. They make they make older people play teenagers because they don't want to... Sec- like, like, Sexualize yeah. kids. I mean, well... But they do. But the, they I mean, do these at the days, same time. These days. I mean, and probably when this movie is made too, but like there was a time where they didn't give a fuck about that. <laughs> it was... it was, Honestly, it was probably more so to like um, make the teenagers seem more sexual, like add to that effect. Yeah, because you can't... Having an adult. Yeah. There's certain things that you can't have a teenager do on screen that you could have an adult do who's pretending to be a teenager. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the whole fucking Euphoria show. Mm. As adults I playing teenagers. It. I haven't either, but... Mm. They do a lot of bad things <laughs> that you can't make a teenager do. Well, it's like porn, right? Like when they when like they have the whole like oh stepbrother type of thing. Like it's it's playing out that fantasy too, but everybody's yeah. an adult. It's that same concept. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm and uh, who, are, who are you killing? Annie. Yeah, same, same. Goddamn. She's not a good mom. Two for three. Two for three. Um, and I'm going to say this uh, because I know there's no way in hell that this woman's ever going to see this episode. And uh, I- I'm sorry. I love you, mother. But this character, Annie, reminds me a lot of my mother. <laughs> That's fair. I can see that. <laughs> not like not that like my mother is not, ever been not on that in the level. Part, not in the parts with like the anger or the grief like the going crazy part some but of like something <laughs> you haven't okay, seen it but. i haven't but i can see it like in the beginning yeah yeah like she just she just was kind of that same like shrill uptight like had some mental health issues like you know we all do <laughs> um but um you know it's it it, it was that was kind of another effect kind of that I think I've had with like every one of Ari Aster's films is like there's something that yeah. I can connect to personally in every one that like just gives it that extra um, element of horror mm-hmm. and you know, I think that's what makes this film in my opinion is the scariest film um, because it like like he like you know reading upon this like it was like called basically like a family drama like it almost is more of a drama than a horror film. Like the horror doesn't yeah. really amp up. Like it's more just about the drama and the grief being so horrifying that it makes it a horror film and being shot in a way that like gives it tension and creepiness. Yeah. You know, like the shadows and the like the pe- like the naked fucking people in the shadows that. Yeah. Freaks you out the whole time. That part I don't quite understand. What do you mean you don't? Understand? Why would they make it? Right. I mean, well, I think it's just to add to, like, creepy, weird cult shit, right? Yeah. But why were they naked? <laughs> I think it's just to add to the creepiness and, like, to, like what we said, like, pushing the envelope. <laughs> I just, Directors are weird, man. PTA I did the same feel, thing. Like, I just feel like if you're going to have 
naked cult people when she's looking at the fucking books from her mom and there's like the photo album mm-hmm. there should be naked people in that <laughs> no other like no other cult practice time in their little scrapbook of cult was their nakedness they just didn't want to reveal it just for, on like, photo this special they just special want- payment yeah. Ritual requires nudity. Yeah. Well, they, they want to do it in person. They just don't want to have any records of it. That's fair. I can see the logic behind that. No. <laughs> no, consistency. you're wrong. <laughs> Cults are about consistency. <laughs> you're wrong, Coleman. Okay, so getting into the good shit. The good, the bad, and finally the gory. Um, of Jesse of today's film. Um, so I guess we should start with the good per usual. Um, like I said, that beginning transition uh, at the begin, like with the it going into the dollhouse and the um, the going into the son's room. I think that's very effective, very well done. Um, I think it's also something that's really cool about this movie um, that you notice, like from the very beginning, is like the sprinkling in of the cult. Um, activity like you see that symbol um like from the very beginning like there there's something i i even noticed that i didn't notice until his viewing one of the guys there at the funeral there's like this bald creepy looking guy with like jewelry on his hands he's actually like one of the people that's in the dark like the one of the naked people in the shadows and he's like in the scene at the end like you see even the people that are in that ending scene throughout the beginning of the film like just very cleverly done in that regard yeah um yeah, and I thought the like how, having it open with the idea of a funeral is a very brilliant um, aspect to it as well because it just kind of perpetuates the grief and it kind of just it it starts us in this point where we're grieving, you know, like we're this is what the film is going to be about the entire fucking time is just death, 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 and like all the raw human emotions are behind that, you know. Is there is there a part of you that relates to this film like going through grief or death? No. <laughs> Never felt like this. <laughs> no. A little bit. I'm just Actually, up. a little bit. Okay. Um, I guess, like, having the mom so preoccupied with Charlie and Charlie's death and, like, completely missing out, like, on, like, Peter's not doing well. Mm. I relate to that part sure because like when my grandpa died like my mom was very focused on all that and like missed a huge part of my senior year with all the important events sure so sure yeah well um the the next note i have one of the quotes i thought was hilarious was uh should i be sadder (laughs) i thought that like i felt the same way with my grandmother like just because like she was a very difficult lady and just was hard to get along with and like when she passed there was a lot of like mixed feelings about that i remember i like went out to dinner with my mom and like i asked her i'm like i should i feel like i don't feel very bad about this whole thing like it's kind of just whatever like is that normal and she's like you know it's fine people process death however they can you know some people like to you know join it like get Like, bang their head on the act door and saw their head off of the pain of the wire. <laughs> That's how some people deal with their, their grief. To you each know? their own. <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I thought the figures in the, 
Um, the figures in the shadows were great, like we said. Um, there's a lot of foreshadowing in this film also that I thought was really cool. Um, the with the bird head, um, especially like with the with her cutting off the, the headless bird. theme. The, yes, the headless theme is very prevalent in the whole thing. Just the, from the initial uh, Charlie cutting off the pigeon's head to just like you know the end where the mom's cutting off her own head with the piano wire, like we said, you know, um, that's just a this very obvious thing throughout the whole film. But uh, yes, and also like uh, the uh, there's a point where they're like cutting up the cons that I didn't. That's nothing I didn't notice until this time. How they're the how they're um, they were like cutting up the pecans oh, at yeah. the party. Okay. And, like, at the time, you don't... Well, did they mention that she's allergic? Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. So, like, that's another little bit of foreshadowing, right? And you don't even think about it. And then then it happens, you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. And, like, I feel like at that moment in the film where Charlie has an allergic reaction that, like, sends them on the drive and then having her be beheaded, like, that's the real moment of the film where, like, my gut, like, really drops. Like, everything else is kind of like, okay, this is really sad. It's the grandma grieving and all that. But, like, that's when it's like, oh, my God. That, like, there's just something, I mean, there's something obvious about, like, the death of the child being worse than, like, the death of, like, a parent or, like, someone who's, like, in older age, right? So, like I said, like, it it crosses that line. And, like, the crazy, I guess this goes under the gory, like, the the image, like, the beheaded, uh, Charlie's beheaded, like, head, like, headless. (laughs) headless head um you know being in the street covered in ants like that's such a fucking grisly fucking image grisly (laughs) you've said it three times now and i wasn't gonna say anything but (laughs) i said three times this is the third time guys i'm gonna be in the editing room later i'm gonna be screaming at myself like gristle like what's in the meat yeah grisly yeah sorry uh grandma betty and grandma joyce (laughs) (laughs) time to cut out time to cut that out no it's fine but stop okay uh so in theme at least uh so (laughs) the horror of the uh yeah i mean like i said you know like just the you know that's something that um the film just plays a very good job of overall it's just like the the horror of like just dealing with the death of family like it's just something that um is very effectively done yeah. um what did i fuck oh the oh like another thing for foreshadowing that i really liked or like just like a little detail like when she like takes the pamphlet out like so later on in the movie um annie meets joanne joan joan Who's like uh, basically like a member they call who knew who she discovers later like knew her mom, best friend, best friend. It was her best friend or her mom's best or was her mom's best friend? Her mom's best friend, and she acts like a complete stranger like that. She's like running into her at the meeting and stuff, but like we find out later that she's, you know, a lot of this is planned and like there's a point where she, it was just it, it was weird and you don't notice until you watches a few times but like she gets this pamphlet that she supposedly had like gotten from the thing like that happened earlier that day right but it's it's weird that like she pulls it out of a drawer right when you pull out of a drawer that's assuming that like you have yeah you have like a bunch of copies in that place or it's like it's something that has been stowed away versus like like i don't know if you had got something like a pamphlet 
right? You wouldn't go put it in a drawer. It would like be on the table or it would be like, yeah, I got this today. You know, I just thought that was kind of a weird little detail. That was kind of clever. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you disagree? Didn't even notice it. And also <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't know. Some people put shit in drawers when they walk in the door. <laughs> but you also have to remember that uh, she said she's been to one of these grief groups before mm-hmm. for her when her brother died. Yeah. Uh, and also her mom was in hospice and dying for a hot minute. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild stuff. Yeah. Um, Does that is that all your good? What is that all your good? We mean all I'm good. Ain't all of your good. Oh, and your all my good, good stuff. I'm, I yeah. thought you were like asking me if I'm all good. I'm like, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you hate me right now. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. Um, also the um, the acting from uh, what's her name, Tori. Tony. Tony. Tony Collette. Um, some of the best acting I think I've ever seen in a horror film. Uh, well, I mean, the entire cast, really. I mean, they all did a really good job. But um, uh, Tony Collette, especially. Um, She's Australian. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, and you watch her in something like uh, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. And it's a completely different performance. It's kind of in the same vein, in a sense, because, like, they're both, in effect, like, family dramas. One's actually... Yeah. one's a lot, <laughs> they're, they're very contrasting in how they end and the tone and all that. But, like... I don't know. She she just does a, a phenomenal job on this. Um, really illustrating like like the, the moments where she's like in real agony and grief and despair. Like the like the worn look on her face. Like you can like to bring yourself into those emotional throws. Like there's there's, there's a lot of talent there. So yeah. I'm sorry. I got a lot. I just a couple more things. Uh, crawling up uh, the crawling on the wall, crawling on the wall part was fucking creepy as shit. That's like that. That's really kind of where the moment really hit, hits the fan at the last like 15 minute mark, where um, the son is ch- getting chased by the mom. Well, actually, okay. So um, the 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 father is a. There's a bunch of stuff going on at the kid's school. The kid goes home. The father's about to like call the police because there's a dead body upstairs. And then the mom throws a book in the fire. He burns up and dies. The son wakes up, finds the body, and is running away from the mom. Goes up in the attic where the body is. And the mother crawls up on the ceiling. And she's banging her head. Like repeatedly. Like on the fucking... On the door. And it's just a grisly image. Grisly. Grisly. God fucking damn it. Grisly image. Um, yeah, and like the um, actually that's the last thing I had. I think. Um, yeah, the the um, also the shower. The Charlie's head falls off <laughs> at the very like. The shower. No, where Charlie's head falls off, like where um, uh, where he. Why wakes. did you say shower? I didn't say shower. I didn't mean to say shower. Um, but like where where Charlie's head just like rolls off, or like. And it's a ball. And it's a ball. Yeah. That part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, creepy stuff. Uh, uh, what were some of the? Okay, so that's my list. What or end of my good list? What are some of the good things that you um, had for this film? Uh or some of the things that you liked about it? I like the pacing. Mm. Yes. As much as it's like 
nothing happens and then it just all goes downhill. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I liked that they took the time to get to know the characters. And I think it was a very good like depiction of uh, a dysfunctional family. Yes. And like in the beginning when like the mom's giving the eulogy and like the whole point of a eulogy is to like say good things about someone and like she tried really hard and couldn't even say like nice things about her mom really. Yeah. Uh, and you knew that she was the only one that could do anything. Right? Yeah. Like my dad was in that. Like it reminded me of when my grandmother died. My grandmother died. Like nobody was really willing to give that eulogy besides my father. Yeah. And like that was a really difficult. Like he cried. Like that was a, that was like one of the two three times I've ever seen him cry. Like it was a very difficult thing they had to do. I can't imagine. Um, like that. Like that was like that was like one of the things I was gonna write is like, um, just like <laughs> like having to like do that as like the son of the person or the son of the daughter of the person who just died. Like that's just it's wild to me. Why? I well just because they're like in grief. Like I I don't know. Like a lot of times I went. Well, I've gone. To, I mean. A lot of times I've gone to funerals and it's like a friend or um, like a close relative that isn't necessarily like that directly related to them that does right. the type of eulogies and stuff. I think it depends. Yeah, sure. I feel like I guess a lot of times it's a child or a spouse. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah, know I- at my grandma's funeral. <sighs> couple of my uncles did eulogies yeah well i'm sure there's some people who want to do it too yeah. right but like yeah. but i guess in this movie it didn't really seem like she wanted to clearly because she was like you yeah, just said like, no she well was, she said she i mean she was estranged from her yeah and so like not having contact with your mom for so long and then having strained contact because of parenting conflicts uh like she said as soon as she let her mom back in her mom took over parenting charlie mm. and uh it was just obvious an obviously like strained relationship and like and all like the scrapbook photos and stuff every like picture of her mom she looks like so like serene and like happy mm-hmm. and it's just like super fake but i did like that part um i liked the scene where it shows the head charlie's head but the the part before that, it's Peter's head, but it like cuts off where her oh. head cuts off, and it's just him laying like spacing off in his bed. Yep. And then it like I think that's a nice it just transition. Cuts straight, yeah, it cuts straight to yeah. it. I thought uh, it was interesting that there were ants instead of flies, because like flies. <laughs> uh, you think that might just be the fact that they were in Utah? What about the grandma's body later? What's all over grandma's body in the attic? Ants. Flies. Oh, flies. Oh, duh. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, because they open the door and it's, yeah, yeah. duh. So. Uh, but it was on the road, though. Do you think maybe there's just a difference? In be- there are flies outside. Yeah, right? It would at least be both. I have never, I've never seen a dead thing that didn't have flies on it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, R.I.P. Charlie. But, <laughs> <laughs> um trying to think what else i think i liked like there was like a lot of like subtle background spooky shit going on mm-hmm. yeah like that wasn't necessarily um i really liked the dad i think that he didn't deserve what he got <laughs> <laughs> he, 
should have just walked out, but he loved his family so much yeah. that he stayed. And he tried really hard to make it work and be understanding and be a good partner because she was obviously going through it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, I'm he ended up getting fucked over. Yeah, well, and, but, and it wasn't, the sad thing is it never was their intention either. Yeah, like, right. She thought she was going to burn. So mm-hmm. she had no intention of like killing him or anything, but it just happened. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I liked that I, throughout, like, like you said, that they filmed it to make it look like a dollhouse. Like, it felt several times like the frames that it was shot in like felt like it was a like a model yeah and it felt like a little dollhouse which was cute um but i don't know overall i just like i just liked it i was yeah i was unex it was unexpected and like usually like usually the there's an ending where it's like oh well we saved the day we did it and i always like the movie when when bad things happen yeah it doesn't go as according to like yeah it, it's it's not a good ending there isn't really anything redeemable. but usually like like woman in black it's like i tried to do something about this and it didn't work what the heck no nothing like they there was no trying to stop anything like kind of like she in the end like annie tried to stop like the whole seance thing but she had no idea about the whole the like the payment payment ritual Mm-hmm. thing that was happening yeah so like i don't know i think it was cool that it wasn't all just like laid out for the main character to try to stop and figure it out yeah like the only thing she was trying to stop was possibly peter being killed yeah well the whole um the whole like plot with the cult and the details with like the whatever the king something the devil payment king payment yeah the the devil king basically hell king hell king one of the eight kings of hell <laughs> one of the eight kings of hell um that that whole like subplot like i i actually had a note that i originally wrote but i ended up crossing it out under the bat because like like there are times where i almost kind of felt like maybe that plot was a little too heavily handed a little too heavily peppered in but it actually ends up kind of i don't know it all kind of ends up working out it ends up like giving an extra level of like creepiness and like um, kind of, you know, fills in the blanks a little bit. Well, but it still leaves enough for the imagination. Yeah, you know? I don't think they put a whole, like, I don't know, like, I feel like there was not enough information about it. Like, <laughs> I would have liked a little bit more, but well, it also, like, differ. Yeah. it also adds to the fact that it's, like, there's this whole other thing going on, like, that people aren't aware of, and it, like, helps with that whole, like, yeah, feeling like things going on behind our backs and stuff. Hmm. Um, the whole scene where like they're yelling at each other like well when she's yelling at peter yeah like over dinner yeah 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 uh just the way she's like i know it wasn't i know it was an accident but also it's all your fault (laughs) but also you were driving and like you need to accept responsibility when like he said in the beginning or not in the beginning but he said right then like in the beginning 
she's the one who made Charlie go. She's the one, like. Yeah. And at no point, she she at no point, like, blames herself or feels like she has any responsibility in it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's something, like, she's, like, super upset because, like, no one's taking responsibility for anything. But she's not either. Yeah. So. That reminds me of my mother. Yeah. <laughs> Being so like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you should. Like, oh, it's the consequences of my own actions. What? <laughs> Love you, mom. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, sorry, do you have it? Did you have anything else good to say? Good okay, to say. go How for it. How dare you? Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, uh, had, I had a bunch of them, so this is a good movie. <laughs> go I like I like the headless theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, and That's I liked creepy. the way with the head banging because that part's creepy. But like, I liked the way it didn't seem at first like it would like it seemed like she was just banging on it. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, what? Like, how's she? How's she getting up there? And then it's like, oh shit. Well, it starts out kind of like, like oh shit. There's stuff behind that. Oh shit! There, it's, it, it, it feels you don't, like, you don't have to make the sound effects. <laughs> you have a mouth. You could go. Da, da, da. <laughs> well, it starts out just like a regular knock, and then it like, yeah. gets faster and faster and faster. And then yeah. it's her begging your head. Yeah, you know. Um, I I like when he. I think it's silly that he just like jumps out the window. Like that's <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know. That's a very horror thing to do, though. It's almost he, like an homage to. Yeah, but it's just like he just turns and there's all these naked smiling dead, not dead, not like these naked smiling people. Yeah. And his mom's like sawing her head off, and she, he's just like, fuck it, window. And then, like, I like that it like pauses and everything's silent, and you hear her head roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That uh, maybe I didn't. Oh, that, maybe that was the note I meant. Like, when, when it's off, well, like, when it's off camera. Yeah. That, yeah. that part's very, very effective. Uh, and then I think it's kind of silly the way her, her like body just like floats up in the treehouse. <laughs> I love the treehouse. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, well, I didn't know. Isn't there something we? I didn't notice it on this watching, but isn't there something really weird about the treehouse? Like it's actually like a set at one point. We don't even realize it. What? Or maybe that's Midsummer. What the fuck are you talking about? I, I I'm pulling this out of my ass. But I thought I heard something. I thought I read or saw or heard something that like there's one of the shots where they're showing the treehouse like one of those exterior shots and it's actually like a set like it's like it's like a like like a like a dollhouse oh type of set and it's so spot they don't even notice it unless you really pay attention maybe (sighs) i'm probably pulling that on my ass probably but uh did you sorry did you have anything else good to say about this film I don't think so. Yeah, there, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, um, you know, my bad list. I really feel like I had to nitpick when it came to the bad of this film. Like there was, there was a lot of good. That's you know, y- you didn't have to. <laughs> I really had to get in there to find bad things. You don't have to have bad things. But I, go on. I'm, I'm a negative norm, Molly. Obviously. Yes, <laughs> we all know that. Um, I feel like the daughter should have been beheaded sooner in the movie (laughs) i thought it was weird because like i don't know i just don't feel like you so in the trailers for all of it Mm -hmm. she's like she's it she's like this is hereditary it's this girl and like all the like the things Mm -hmm. and 
then she dies. And it's like, what the fuck? I thought this movie was about her. I thought she was the main character. But, like, they give her such little personality. Mm. Like, she's the like she's a little bit weird. She's more just like a catalyst than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, like, I mean, if you're going to get, like, stupid, like, artsy-fartsy, like, big picture about it, like, sure. ooh, like, she was not the one that payman should have been in anyway because he needs to be in a boy body and he was in the girl body Mm. so like she wasn't important to to the the ritual either yeah also that face is a train wreck like how how is she gonna how's the payment gonna get anything done with a face like that like come on that's her real face stop it (laughs) they added some shit to it but yeah well the hard part (laughs) is it's a very she has uh is it Millie? Millie has a very unique face. Mm. And it's like, I used to watch her on TikTok all the time. It's hard to get past, like, I was the hereditary girl. Mm. She's stuck in that sure. forever. Yeah, there there really are those actors who just land in those iconic roles. And no matter what else they do, yeah. like, they're always going to be that. So. It's wild. It does suck. Yeah, well, she's also making a fuck ton of money. Well, yeah, she has a band. (laughs) She was in Matilda. Uh, Yeah, I think she's doing fine. She is, but so I don't feel bad when those people complain. um, But yeah, like she just doesn't have like much of a personality, like outside of like I do drawing sometimes or like, but she wasn't likable. Yeah, I you know I didn't really think much about that. The fact that she was a like she's not a very well developed character. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow, you got something that I didn't. That's impressive. <laughs> this is this is why you're the co-host. You have valuable insight. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, I already said that already. Having to speak at the own parents' funeral. Um, we already said that. Bringing the sister to the party. Um, I feel like this is the only other complaint I have is like uh, Joan being in there just doesn't really seem very convincing. Like, it seems very, like, out-of-the-box, like, um, kind of a weird way to connect those two characters. I don't know. They just seem kind of weird. Like, there were just a lot of, like, coincidences that just didn't seem very realistic. Like, I get maybe it was probably, like, the ritual, the, yeah, or the, um, the cult people, like, all kind of working together. But it just seemed kind of weird. Like, when, when she comes out of uh like what i was talking about yeah exactly where like she would have had to have like an insane amount of planning to have like oh look at me unloading my cart i just happened to be here exactly uh i've thought a lot about that (laughs) she could have gone beforehand purchased things and then waited waited knowing that annie is an arts and crafts person and, and went to an arts and crafts store to get shit for her arts and crafts yeah uh, well, I think it's also pretty uh, um, from the get go. It, it's it's kind of something that's hard to pick up unless you watch it a couple times. But like, it seems like there are people in the house the whole movie. Like there are other like well, because you see the shadows and you see the other people like towards the end, like the naked people all throughout the house. Like and there's um, there's like the triangle upstairs that looks like it's being used and shit like that. Like it seems like the there triangle are pe- that's being used. The triangle that's on the floor. When. Um, when she goes to the mom, it's in the mom's bedroom. There's like the triangle on her floor. I didn't see that. I don't know. 
I don't think there's anybody in the house. I think the shadows and stuff in the is supposed to be like Charlie and Grandma after they're dead. Mm. Like their spirits and shit. I don't think like like I kind of was saying when we were watching it. Like I'm not convinced that the Grandma would, like I don't know. I don't know how she died, but she had to have planned her death and like because I she planned all this shit out beforehand. Yeah. And I feel like. She probably had to die as part of like the ritual or something mm, because she was. Probably. I don't know if you saw the picture that said Queen Lay on it. Yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. the queen and he's King Payman. Yep. So okay, okay. She probably had to die or something to go like. Yeah. Usher him in. So I feel like her death was planned. If they were like drugging her or something, mm-hmm. I don't know what. But uh, so like the whole thing with Joan was like planned beforehand, like. This is these are the places my daughter goes to. This is what she does. So. Yeah. Well, oh, I didn't even think about that. The fact that the grandma actually gave her some information on that before she died. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um yeah, you know, it's kind of weird. You think like at the end of the day, if you're involved in a religion or a cult where the end is you're dead, <laughs> I feel you should opt out at that point, right? Well, but if you believe that you're gonna have a sick ass life afterwards, with I all know. her riches, she her what? I'm sorry. Did you think her life was great with her with her kid with her ta- her daughter? <laughs> all of them. It didn't. It wasn't a great relationship. She didn't seem to be having that great of a time. That's true. They they do prey on the people who are in bad circumstances. It's not like a like uh, I mean, suicide bombers. Yeah. Their lives aren't great. <laughs> They're really hoping that the afterlife has got the 72 virgins and all the good shit. So, it's the same thing. They want to drown in pussy. Who doesn't, you know? I don't. That's who. <laughs> um, okay, do you have anything else bad to say about this movie? Uh, yeah, I did. What? What did I think was kind of silly? Uh, I think... I think the way that Charlie acted when she was allergic was kind of silly. When she was what? Like when she was having her allergic reaction. Uh, You're telling me that that child has never eaten nuts before and doesn't know what's happening. Mm, mm, that's a good point. They had to have found out she was allergic somehow. Mm, that's a good point. Granted, maybe she was a baby and doesn't remember it, but she should know what. Yeah. She would know what an out like what an allergic reaction is and also just like the fact that she was just like i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna stick my head out the window and maybe that'll help me breathe like you're having an allergic reaction (laughs) it doesn't matter how fast the air is going around you it's not going to fix it and i feel like she's old enough to understand that. well i was just wondering um i don't know if this is like made clear in the film Do, do we does she have like a mental it's deficiency never, in some way it's never made clear i didn't think like well because it's she just looks like she just she's just a weird person yeah they they never hint that she's slow at anything or just that she's weird mm. and doesn't focus in class and because she does take the quiz before the bird hits the window yeah also this is this is a little nitpicky but, yeah, I, I, I. Why? Why are you being nitpicked? Why even bother? But when the bird hits the window, yeah, the, the person 
the kid behind her that's right by the window has the worst reaction and it's just like not even like startled but just like like the bird hits the window and he immediately turns towards the class and is like wow what was that <laughs> like doesn't even look at the window behind him where the bloody spot is like you heard it hit right there by you i'm sure <laughs> and all of no kid at first that would be me as a kid I though was just for, like, for sure i was just listening to like the background chatter though and they're just like what was that what was that ah and then it's like all of a sudden like they're all like oh my god the bird hit the window is it okay like you couldn't see you couldn't it was too late the bird is gone like nobody yeah, like you, you wouldn't could, they, there was like a little blood spot though yeah. they could probably put two and two together yeah but my point is they spent so long being like what is that and also no one looked <clears throat> nobody looked towards the window she did i think i can't remember no, well, that was the creepy thing about it, is that she just stared ahead the whole time. Oh, okay. And she just was like, oh, whatever. And she was like, oh, I'm going to snip, oh, I'm snip gonna... that later. <laughs> I'm going to take some scissors. She's like, perfect. I'm going to make some arts and crafts. <laughs> I do want to know what she did with the pigeon head. Do you think that she had, like, remnants of the demon in her at that point? Or do you think she was just acting weird? Uh... I kind of feel like the grandma has been prepping her for a long time. Yeah, uh, okay. And, yeah. Kind of just so, taught her to do that type of shit. When was it after Some the bird when the, little, when the little light flashy thing happened? Like, you know, like the little circle, like the... Let's see. I think that first... I think that happened while she was making the bird arts and crafts afterwards. So Did it? Maybe. But I don't know. I don't remember. I feel I don't know. I feel like she was primed for it, so it might have been. It's hard mm-hmm. to, hard to say. Because the way well like the thing is like the way they were making a sound is that like he's been in her and needs a better body, so like can't like nothing can happen cuz he's not in the right body. So I feel like he was in her the whole time mm. and just waiting. Odd. I see. I don't know though. Okay. Anything else bad about this movie? The naked. The naked people. <laughs> I didn't like the naked I just, people. I, w- I just want consistency. <clears throat> You're going to be naked. Be naked another uh, another point. Show me that you've been naked before or something. Uh, well. It was just creepy. But. <laughs> it's like it's like The Shining. Right. With the naked lady? Well, yeah. There's like. I, well, I think there's other instances of naked people in that movie. Maybe not. Maybe it's just a naked lady. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe in the book it was like that. I, yes. In the well, book, there's kinky sex party. Yeah. Shit going on. I don't know. Also, the lady in the bathtub is not a beautiful woman. She's like a fat old lady. In the book? Yeah. Oh. So. Hmm. Well, sex but sells. We don't need to go in. We don't need to go in details about that <laughs> garbage movie. I'm going to get you later. It gets you later on that. Um, I can't think of anything else bad. Yeah, no, it was hard. It was hard to find a lot bad because I mean, like I said, I think this is Ari Aster's best film. Um, It was. It's my favorite one, at least. Of his. Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree. I would agree. Um, The gory for this film, uh, we've basically already said all of it. But I mean, kind of the main three things were like. At the end where she cuts off her head with the piano wire, that's yeah. just like some of the 
That's pretty gnarly. It's pretty gnarly, yeah. Um, excuse me. The beheaded with the ants and the banging of the door. I thought those were the three main. <laughs> the beheaded head? The beheaded head, yes. And then the decapitated, <laughs> the decapitated head. head. The, the head wasn't beheaded. <laughs> the body was beheaded. There's no head on the head. Just cut the nose off. Or <laughs> something stupid. That there. would be benosed. <laughs> benosed. <laughs> it's good. Um, and uh, banging the head in the attic door, which we, yeah. we already talked about all those. But uh, was there anything else that stuck the, out to you? The rotting body in the attic yeah, was, that was pretty, pretty significant. That was pretty gnarly. And then at the end, when they have Charlie's head on the like wooden mannequin Ooh, yeah and then i didn't notice that until this time around oh yeah yeah and then the that was weird the beheaded mom and the beheaded yeah dead grandma bowed down that, yeah. that was pretty gory that was pretty bad i almost feel like i should up my core score <laughs> yeah well shit <laughs> too late too I see late your decimals there you did it on purpose <laughs> This was how it was gonna be the whole fucking time. This was this was the thing. This was the thing from the get go. I don't like it. I feel like I should have a say. Um. Anyways, other anything else gory about this film, Molly? Not really. Yeah. I mean, the pigeon, I guess, is a little bit. Yeah. There was little, some blood. Those are a little gnarly. Yeah. Did you say the dad getting set on fire? Yeah, that was pretty gnarly, too. Yeah. There was some... Like, with the hands reaching out, especially, like, revealing the ring. Like, that was a very unsettling image. Especially with the mom, like, with the cut, like, with the reverse shot. Yeah. Where he's horrified and the mom's, like, in the background, like... I don't think there was anything else. Um, Other thoughts on this movie? Um, Just, I guess, what do you just... What do you... Because, I mean, both of our parents are alive currently um what what how do you envision like be like handling your parents death and let's let i don't know fuck i don't even know nah i shouldn't i don't what? know if i should ask that it's kind of a bad time asking them like this but like which parent do you think is going to go first i don't know and i'm not gonna okay i'm not gonna think too hard about that yeah sure it depends on how they die okay um like like in the movie how there was two very different styles of death. There was like the expected hospice decline mm-hmm. in which everyone was like, mm, not that sad, not only because she was not that great of a person, but like mm-hmm. we had time to work it out before. And then there's like the sudden accidental death where it's like, that was not planned. So uh, if I have time, I mean, what was the question? <laughs> Uh, what just like what what would that be like? You think going through the death of a parent? Hard. Yeah. But expected. Mm. Hopefully. Hopefully. So, <laughs> so if it's of old age, it's there's going to be a level of comfort there. Yeah. You think? I don't know about comfort. I don't know. Not even necessarily comfort. Just I guess co- better better than what it would be if it was yeah. just like, well, like sudden. Yeah, like when my grandpa died, like he was 70, mm-hmm. but it was not expected. So he was old, yeah. but it was also I mean, ish. 70 is still kind of like when people die at 70, it's yeah, still kind of. Yeah, he was still of, pretty spry, so. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think it's all just a matter of like how much time you have to prepare. Yeah. Yeah, so. that, that, that does take a lot of 
affecting it too. Yeah. I think that's a big part of like why my grandma's death wasn't so. I think everybody grieves differently. Like for yeah. me, like it's not so much of an intense feeling right away, but like a prolonged like comes yeah. in spurts. Sure, sure, sure. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like when my parents go, it won't really. Sorry, were you gonna say something else? I was just, I was trying to think like the last serious grief that I went through. I don't actually remember a lot. I've blocked a lot of it out. So, but I was pretty sad, even though it was expected. I mean, with, you, with your last grandma dying, yeah, that was, that's what I'm thinking. I can't remember yeah. a lot of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you you what I seen or what I saw, you seem to handle it pretty well for the most part. I mean, you were obviously pretty. Well, that, sad that day that happened but and it was expected yeah like it was like within like the last like two weeks it went fast but mm-hmm. it was still like she's very old yeah getting to the yeah. point where she can't take care of herself yeah so but it was hard still it was still really sad and yeah I remember getting really mad at you a couple times for no reason and that was probably why <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you gotta let out somehow. Yeah. So um I'm trying to think of the last grief, like the death grief grieving death I've uh experienced. Probably probably hasn't been since Gavin, really. I've been pretty lucky. I mean the only other death was my grandma. Dang. I don't think I've had any other major deaths since then. I've been pretty lucky this yeah. last decade. But, like, I almost feel like I'm just going to experience a ton of death. Yeah. Like, the next decade or so. Like, like my 30s and my 40s, I'm going to experience a lot of death. That's going to suck. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel it's going to happen. Um, How I would handle if my parents went? I don't know. I feel like there would be, like, a weird... <sighs> sounds fucked up, but, like, there there would almost be a sense of relief... But it would also be like, I would feel sad because there's probably going to be a lot of things that are going to be unresolved. Yeah. When they go. Yeah. And that's probably going to fuck with me a lot. Um, but like at the same time, I think there's going to be a lot there that uh, is going to be kind of relieving in a way. Yeah. Like there will be some pressure released. Yeah. But then you'll feel bad about the feeling the that, relief. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think for me, like because of how much time we spend with my parents. It'll, yeah, well, it'll you, be weird. It'll be empty. Yeah, so. yeah, very true, very true. Yeah, it's wild. So well, fun to talk so about fun to parent talk. death. Yeah, what a great <laughs> I'm topic. So, I'm sorry. Let's go back to the blood. Do you need to stay? <laughs> gore. Core values. Yeah. <laughs> do we? Do we need to? No. Do we need to start having you review the notes before we? <laughs> before we go okay um oh here's a big one here's a big one uh the whole scenario of leaving your beheaded sister in the car for your mother to find in the morning yeah here's here's one thing first of all um how are neither the parents like up and like i i I get that they're i get that they're teenagers but i don't know i feel like if i was the mother and i was like forcing the daughter go with the son i'd be expecting half expecting something bad to happen i'd be at least a little concerned she does seem like the uptight kind of mom who would be right? waking up at least until but. right exactly and maybe she was but they just didn't show that yeah because like maybe 
I feel like I thought maybe, maybe it was just I, too late. I feel I like know. I thought maybe. Or like she'd be she at least calling awake. or texting or something like that, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like it was weird because like she tried to play it off as like the cool mom. Like, oh, I know there's going to be drinking, but are you drinking? So yeah. I don't know. But that whole part did piss me off. Like, I'm sorry. I don't. I know it's it's part of the movie and it's not real. But there's no way. There's no way you're gonna you're gonna behead your sister, and just like pull up in the car, turn it off, and go to like go lay down. I know you're in shock, but like you still would tell somebody, or yeah. would be like, I don't. There's you just no. I just don't think anybody's really gonna react like that. Yeah. So. Well, like, wouldn't I don't know. I would be I would sobbing. Call the, I would call the cops. I probably wouldn't think to call the cops. But really? I'd tell my, oh, well, I would tell my mom and dad. I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, this Megan's head's in the Megan's gone. Yeah, because as, as awful as it is to, I mean, what he did is he relieved himself the anxiety of having to break the news. Yeah. Which, in a really fucked up way. And just and, and just like, get, put the burden on his mother. But the thing is, like, the way... He's also a kid. The way they teenager. show him, like, he's not, like... Like, looking at, like, his non, non-verbal cues, he's not, like, looking around. He's not super anxious. Like, oh, my God, what am I doing? What do I do? He's, like, in shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, like, not thinking at all. That's, fair. That's also very so, true. I mean, the dumb motherfucker wasn't thinking from the get-go. <laughs> it's not his fault that his sister stuck her head out the window. Yeah, but, like, I, I don't know. I feel like I would have just handled that. It's hard to tell who's... It's It's just a bad situation Yeah, from the get-go. I would have, theoretically, if I was at a party. There's, there's somebody else allergic to something. <laughs> Ask if anybody has an EpiPen. <laughs> right. Or, if you're that allergic, you always have an EpiPen with you. Yeah, well... And that's the thing they said at the funeral. They're like, oh my god, we don't have our EpiPen with us. Uh, are you sure you're, like, you're not eating nuts? And you're gonna send... You're, you're thinking... You're, you're thinking... <laughs> you're thinking you're sending your daughter to a barbecue? Yeah, right. Where there's food? Right. You're going to give her an EpiPen. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. So. Especially a mom like that. Yeah. Like, my mom would, like, because my sister was allergic to the cold. Mm-hmm. And, like, my mother was a fucking freak about my sister having her EpiPen. That was, like, like checking three times. Do you have your EpiPen? Do you have your EpiPen? Like, do you, are you sure you have your EpiPen? Yeah. And not even, like, a fucking a glance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wild, but um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, my whole thing, like, if I was in that, okay, well, if I'm in the situation where my sister just got beheaded, I'm calling the cops. Like, and like, if I have weed, I'm ditching the weed, calling the cops. Like, a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't even know if he had weed. He did. He did at the party. Do you, maybe I, maybe I feel he, like left he might it. have left it. Maybe he did. Well, then I mean, or if that's the case, then yeah, then you then you fucking uh. You call the cops or and then and then like you're assuming that he's bringing her home right it's hard to tell if no he said they're on the way to the hospital we talked about this oh i don't know why you're so convinced that right. he's driving home just because like they're headed the same way they were headed because they show the pool yeah but he says don't worry we're almost to the hospital 
Oh, that's oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I guess if I was, I wouldn't leave the the scene. I wouldn't leave my sister's head there. <laughs> I wouldn't just drive away. Would you just like pick it up real quick? No, just, I would just. Like, I would that. stay in my car. I would stay in the car. I'd call. You could just like sit in her. He lap. had a cell phone. <laughs> sit in her lap. Try to stick it back on. <laughs> I was just thinking about. <laughs> I don't have enough super glue. <laughs> just try to screw it a little bit. It's a little stumpy now, but it's okay. Ah! Looks legit. The head's let down here. Ah! Just got pushing on harder. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so that's. Did you have any other bigger thoughts for this? No. No, nothing. All right. Well, um, so uh, how we like to end these is we like to give a final score for both um, the goriness of the film and uh, the final score, the overall rating of the film. Um, Molly, what was what were your scores for the gore score and the final score? Um, I would give it a five for, for the gore. Goriness. Okay. And I'd give it probably a nine, nine or maybe nine and a half. Okay. <laughs> I would, uh, for the gore, I would give it a 4.6. Four and a half. Gotcha. <laughs> and what about your overall score? Uh, a 9.4. Nine and a half. Okay. <laughs> Great. There is no difference between 9.4 and 9.5. There's no difference except you're trying to make me angry. You are. You are. You are because you look, you're like, this is a nine and a half for sure. And then you're like, ooh, I know it's going to get her. I'm just going to change it so that that we can have the same bit over again because she's going to get mad again. Molly, I (laughs) I can promise you that it was was between a Uh 9.3, a 9.4, and 9.6. <laughs> not a, why not? A, see, see, you're purposefully, you're no. purposefully taking 9.5 out. Why would you go from 9.4 to 9.6 and not think of a 9.5, you stupid man? <laughs> my, my autism only allows it to happen every once in a while. What? Tell me, what would have made this film a 9.5 for you? <laughs> um. <laughs> What was what was it missing for that tenth of a point? <laughs> a, a little bit more gore. Let's say that, or maybe one of Andy's tits or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because that would happen, and you'd still be like, mm. maybe a nine point four five, nine point four seven. It, it's it, there's making a film is such a process. It, process it's impossible to say. Then we shouldn't what? do ratings, <laughs> since it's impossible to say. No, I, you know, let me finish. It's impossible to say what in the film production could have uh, been the deter or the difference between a, a you know couple decimal points. Because it's, it's, it's insignificant. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying it's you a, are. That's no, exactly. No, you can't. You can't. You're saying that there's no way to tell. What could have changed it by a tenth, by decimal points? Because it's such a small thing that there's no way to, no. (laughs) 
you can't give it a 9.4 without having a reason why it's not a 9.5. <laughs> you're you're just uh, making a lot of decisions here. I think uh, I think this uh, we need to reassign the. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> reassign the ratings to something that makes actual sense. Yeah, agreed. Here's the thing. You want to do this stupid podcast. Like, <laughs> like, here. Why don't we do a podcast about scary movies? How are we going to... What's What are we going to do that's different from any other stupid-ass movie podcast? Fucking don't do this stupid shit. That's what. <laughs> all right. Fine. I'll meet you halfway in the half points, all right? Fine. Nine Fine. and a half. Okay. Fine. Four and a half on the gore score. Okay. Nine and a half. No, I'm kidding. We're still going to keep it 4.6. You're point such six. a fucking bitch. <laughs> <Nine> point four. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Uh, that's our final, those are our final scores for the movie Hereditary from 2018. Um, I'm, this was like one of the first movies when we, I feel like when we were to, well, actually this was in your top three. Actually, I think both of these weren't both of these in your top three. Yeah, Saw and Hereditary. Yeah, and this was in my top. Like this movie, Hereditary was in my top three. So yeah. we were like, we had to had, had to do this. This is a favorite of both of ours. So, um, well, when we started dating or just even talking, you wouldn't watch. You didn't want to watch it. Again. Oh, that's right, because it fucked me up too much. You were saying this. You said it was too yeah. scary. Well, that you wouldn't watch Midsummer again. Yeah, ever. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll have to review that movie as well. But that one, that one, I think affected me personally more than this one. So it was. I mean, to this day, I feel like it's hard for me to watch that one still. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, but yeah, a great film. Uh, this is this is fun doing another podcast. I'm glad that we're we're doing this despite our, um, you know, difference difference in opinion when it comes to the some of the core values of the show. But that's okay. We're working through it. We're You're gonna get through it. Almost like we're not co-hosts, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. I I've given you opportunity to to critique I've the process. I've given you my critique. Have well the, uh, on the rating. Okay, is that your only critique? No, but if you, if you were to rate how the podcast um, format is going on a scale of one to ten, a one. How would you? <laughs> Point two. One point two. Yeah. Okay, I can work with that. I can work with a one point two. That's still better than the Macalstrowers. Guys, uh, we're here. Got some gore podcasts every Thursday at two p.m. YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. Check out our cousin podcast. Uh, the Macau Stars podcast, which is I'm the host of, and Molly Hobson assists from time to time. Um, That's and also, all this podcast is for you, isn't it? Was that? Just another way to promote your own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's how it works. Do you do you promote this podcast on your podcast? Yes, I'm planning oh, to. Fuck. Well, yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you on the McAllister hours as a guest not just an assistant but this time but as a guest wow to talk about what we do here I on the know. podcast I'm gonna have to pay you money <laughs> you're not gonna have to pay me money good because I won't <laughs> 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 you can't make me yeah the, the suckers that pay money for that stupid show uh, I'm <laughs> wow 
Um, we also have the uh, fuck gloves gonna kill me. The unhinged and uncensored podcast um, that is coming out every Tuesday at two p.m. as well. So check those out, um, guys. Thank you. Hope you have a gory, gory rest of your day. Molly, do you have anything else to say to the audience before we sign off and wrap up another episode of the Guts and Gore podcast? Nope. Guys, ghouls, and ghosts, hope you all have a wonderful night. Thank you again for tuning in. Peace.